This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Just when it looked like the Prime Minister might be putting his gaff-ridden trip to India behind him, there's more. Aside from the ridicule he suffered for having more costume changes than a Bollywood star, there was the serious matter of a convicted terrorist invited to official events in Delhi. Jas Atwal was convicted of trying to murder an Indian cabinet minister who was visiting the West Coast back in the 80s. The Indians have seen Canada as being soft on Sikh extremists. Trudeau's people blamed the Atwal incident on a Surrey MP who put him on the guest list. They say that they rescinded the invitation, or rather the High Commission did. But then Atwal told the Canadian press that Trudeau knows him well enough to address him by his first name. There are pictures going back a few years. And he said... No, the High Commission didn't de-invite him, that he called them and told him them to take his name off the list so as not to embarrass the Prime Minister. Now the Prime Minister's office back in says there's no merit to those assertions. Atwal is lying and also that Atwal and Trudeau are not friends. So, uh... Who said what? Who's telling the truth? Does it matter? And uh, where does this leave Canada-India relations, particularly business relations? Uh, let's go to Ross McLean, security and terrorism expert. Hi, Ross. Hi, Libby. I'm glad to join you on uh, the House of Cards show that you've got going on here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it just goes on and on with politics today. Yes, uh, it does. It, it certainly does. Um, now, it, one of the interesting aspects to all of this is, again, um, India for the past while. And I don't know if the Prime Minister repaired anything when he said the right things finally. They see Canada as soft on Sikh extremism. Uh, and it, it's an interesting phenomenon that I gather does not exist so much in India anymore. Uh, they, but, but the people here, they, they came to Canada, you know, 30 years ago when it was at its height. Uh, people, separatists, wanting a state called Khalistan. And um, some people still believe those things. Um, and uh, perhaps political parties anxious to get the support of Indian communities weren't that careful about it. Yeah, there seems to have been some really um, <laughs> bad political judgment or maybe uh, the politics of the way it is. But as you talk about when it comes to India, India, of course, is becoming a massive power in the world and it's growing and growing and growing and it's it's spreading its wings to do things. So we certainly want to be able to do well with them. And we all know we've got many great immigrants from India who have come here. But this the issue, is the biggest diaspora. Yeah. At the end, but the issue of terrorism uh, and separatism in India is still a big deal. There's lots of terrorist activities that have to take place on the border. 
of India with India and Pakistan and some other disputed territories. Uh, there are people being killed. There are terrorist acts going on. So there is a concern about this. And, and certainly having this person, how they're able to, to clear all the hurdles to get through is, is one of the big questions here, uh, Libby. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we've seen pictures of the prime minister from years ago when his hair was longer with, with the same person. Now, uh, you know, on the one hand, if you're a politician at an event, particularly if you're Justin Trudeau, um, you know, there's, there's no camera that you don't like. It absolutely is an issue, and politicians are forever taking pictures with people. But, you know, the interesting thing here, though, is this seems to be more than just a a one-off picture. So maybe this is something that needs to be looked at. As you said, apparently, I mean, it's just hard keeping track of all this. Uh, I go back to the Aga Khan. He was apparently a good friend of the Trudeau's, is what he said. Until the you know the commissioner said, well, no, he's not a good friend. Now you have a man saying he is a good friend of uh, Trudeau's, but he's saying no, he's not a good friend. Well, so, wait, he didn't say he was a good friend. He said that Trudeau knew him, uh, that knew him enough that at whatever events he saw him at, he could you know he knew his name. Okay, yeah. So for is sure. so is it is it possible that that uh, if he knew him enough to know his name, and that's a very important political skill, uh, that he hadn't been briefed on who this guy was? I, I can't believe that he wouldn't have been briefed on who he was. And even he said in the interview that he gave to the Canadian press, I believe it was, he believed that all names were put through uh, CSIS and the RCMP before and get vetted before they go to these events. So somewhere we've got somebody perhaps not telling the truth. I mean, we just had uh, Patrick Brown a little while ago take a lie detector test that he claimed he passed. Maybe we'll be having some other people from the prime minister's office stepping up and take a lie detector test and, and find out what's going on. But, you know, the serious question here is about influence into our politics. You know, in the U.S., of course, you hear everything about Russia, collusion and influence. But there is a serious concern that every country has to be on the lookout for which is influenced by foreign governments into into elections. And so you have to look at these people who work to get close to the different politicians. And I might say, this isn't just a liberal problem. The, these same people uh, are around conservative politicians as well at every level. Well, uh, Patrick Brown, uh, is, you know, has a huge following in the South Asian community. And uh, I'm not casting aspersions on anywhere there, but you've got to think... Uh, that uh, there are all kinds of political views that are represented there, though though most of the uh, Sikh extremists would be from the West Coast. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, you know, the issue with the uh, the Tamil Tigers, uh, you know, a, a well-known terrorist group. There's been they have a lot of influence. The Tamils over here in the politics, and there was just recently I saw a story reposted by a National Post reporter today, a picture of Justin Trudeau with someone who was involved with uh, with that group that supposedly was a bit of a front uh, for funding money towards terrorist organizations for the Tamil Tigers. So you, one has to be careful and look at who's gaining the influence and who's getting around the politicians. There's concerns, as we say, about uh, the Sikh organizations getting too close, the Tamils getting too close. So maybe it's time that the RCMP maybe stepped up and gave an exclamation explanation about how they're protecting Canada uh, from all this, as well as protecting the politicians. Uh, I mean, you know, we have seen this movie before because, uh, for instance, uh, back in the days of Brian Mulroney, 
Uh, one of the ways that he won is that he had an alliance with separatists in Quebec, and that came back to bite him and his government. Um, but now we are in the age of social media. Uh, how does that change things? Well, yeah, yeah, it is interesting that certainly social media, everywhere you go now, there's going to be a picture. I mean, I mean that's for certain. But some of these pictures uh, with this gentleman, as you say, go back a fair little bit of time, back when uh, you know Justin Trudeau had his, had his longer hair. But, and, you know, but the question that needs to be looked at here is how did this guy get out of Canada to India, where even he said he was blacklisted before, and wouldn't, shouldn't it have sent off some sort of red flag uh, with his passport when he's leaving to go to India, that that would be related and someone would have put up a flare on it and, and dealt with it. It seems a little bit disconcerting to me that someone with that sort of background can just easily, on a Canadian passport, go in and out of the country without getting a, a second look. Well, it, he said it was the first time since then that he was allowed to go to India. So uh, was it just a matter of waving through people on the prime minister's list? Or was it, a, you know, something falling through the cracks? How do you see it? Well, I, don't, I see it that I don't know enough to see what it is as to why this particular person would be invited. I mean, uh, the invitations to events like that, I've certainly done security for similar sort of events before. And you don't get close to those places without being completely vetted and somebody knowing who everybody is and everybody's guests and where they're sitting and what's going to take place. So some people knew and they decided that this person uh, was high enough on the list have him with an invite to that, the same way they felt it was important enough to fly in the chef. So, I mean, there <laughs> that was, was another a... thing. Well, but that that's the, shows you the level of attention, though. If you're going to the detail to fly in a chef and making sure it's the right person, even though that caused them problems, what was the deal with vetting this list? I mean, normally you would think that you would have a veto if you're the, uh, you know, the prime minister or someone else. When you look at the list, and you'd say, not this guy, this guy, not this lady, this lady. I want this one sitting here, and where do they get to sit, and who sits with me? I mean, normally the seating plan you would think would be quite the deal. Yep. Uh, let's take a call from William in Toronto. Hi, William. Hi, uh I would like to ask your guest if he thinks that the Jesuit military order is uh, uh, an influence into politics. Uh, okay, that's uh, quite the question. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not, I'm not very much up on the, uh, the Jesuits uh, for their influence, but certainly the Jesuits, they have a long history that goes back. I'm not sure that it, that it still continues on to this day of wanting to uh, have influence in, in, in different politics and how religions are dealt with in politics and, and those sort of things. So that's an area that I haven't looked at too closely, but he's maybe perhaps identifying another special interest group. There. Okay. Uh, well handled that question. I'm glad I didn't have to answer that one. Uh, Ross, um, where does this leave us? Uh, are there internal investigations still ongoing as to um, how this happened? Well, I think it's we must be getting awfully close to the time, uh, Libby, when we need to ask ourselves and find out who's getting around the prime minister and who knows what when. For instance, no one knew about his trip down to the island with the Aga Khan. And we know what a mistake that was. It resulted in four problems, uh, charges against the prime minister. We know about Joshua Boyle, somehow another man involved in 
at least a terrorist country uh, doing things like that, gets an invitation and gets close. Now we're hearing about this one. So this is either uh, a terrible lot of bad accidents and coincidences taking place. There's either lots of holes in how we're vetting and looking at people, or perhaps there's people who are opening the back door to allow access to make sure things happen. We, we need to sort of find that out, who's influencing our, our politics and getting access. Okay. Ross McLean, thanks so much for that. Thank you, Libby. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the Pyeongchang Olympic, Olympics and our biggest medal haul ever and some bad behavior when we return. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.